Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Awesome. I can't um, stress enough, uh, you know, for what's happening at the moment with Heidi Baker. Um, you know, we really want this prayer meeting. We want everyone to come, you know, so invite people, share around. We're going to be meeting here, you know, it's as the body of Christ, as we meet together and we pray together and we fast together, things happen in the heavenlies. And I'm telling you, Melbourne is about to just be absolutely hit with the greatest outpouring that heaven's had here. I really believe that with all my heart. And so let's be really faithful to make it here on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Let, invite as many people as you can, as many churches. We just want to absolutely just storm heaven uh, for this meeting. Amen. Hallelujah. So Dan um, sends us love. Uh, obviously, he's not here this morning. Um, he's got another meeting. He's been working around the clock, 18 hours, sometimes a day. Um, so, you know, really be praying for him and really lifting him up. Um, you know, we've got a, a huge thing to pull off in less than two weeks um, because it was just, it was way too big to have here. We had 2,000 tickets sold out in three hours um, and now uh, the Margaret Court Arena is at capacity as well. Um, so I hope you all got your tickets. <laughs> Anyone here that hasn't? There's a couple of people. Yeah, so... Um, we, we're going to try and extend that, but I can't make any promises. So um, really, yeah, be praying for him, for us, just, just that everything would just be, be beautiful. So we've got a lot to do. And if you want to volunteer, um, you know, a lot of people have said they want to put up their hand to, um, to come and volunteer time-wise. Uh, see Lizzie or email events at firechurch.com.au so we don't want to miss any anyone's ideas and different things but it's got to go through the right channels otherwise we've got stuff everywhere hallelujah praise you Jesus so who's ready for the word of God Awesome. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much for this word, Lord Father God, that you've given me, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you'll just birth faith in the hearts of the men and women here, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that your word will go forth like a fire. Lord Father God, ignite hearts, Lord Father God. It will bring forth much fruit, Lord Jesus, fruit that remains God. Fruit that remains, Lord God. I pray for every heart to be open, Lord Father God. Every heart to be soft before you, Lord. Lord, that you'd bring conviction where there needs to be conviction, God. You'd bring change where there needs to bring change, God. You'd just pour in healing where there needs to be healing. Whatever it is, Holy Spirit, you're the best minister. And I just ask that you pour through me, God, to reach your people, your heart for your people, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, we love God so much. Just so love him. And it's such a joy to be in his house. Such a joy to be in his house. And, and, my, and, and Pastor Dan's heart, we just love God's house and we're so passionate about it. And so I really want you to lay a hold of this word today. Who was here on Tuesday? There's only a few, yeah. Holy Spirit told me to preach the same word. 
um, that I preached on Tuesday because he said there's people that will be here that need to hear it. And so that's awesome. So those of you who have already heard it, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So praise Jesus. It's never a waste. His word always just births something new in us. Praise Jesus. So we're going to talk about faith. Say faith. Hallelujah. What is faith? So faith, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Ready to get stirred up in your faith. So I've got a few things here. Back in my bag again. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So faith starts off something like this. I don't know if anyone can even see that. It's pretty small. This is what faith starts off like, like a seed. Like a seed, it doesn't look like too much. But when we get born again and we ask the Holy Spirit to come and live in our hearts, the DNA of heaven is implanted into us just like this seed is destined to become a piece of corn. We're destined to become what God has planted in us, to be made into the image and the likeness of God. Every single one of us is a different seed. Every single one of us is not one that's the same. Even like our fingerprints aren't the same. There's not one of us that are sitting here that are going to look the same, that are going to grow the same. And that's okay. God loves that. He loves a garden with lots of color and lots of differences. And he loves it. He loves it. It brings color and it brings freshness. And, and you know, you don't just look at, at a garden just even in the natural. You go to the botanical gardens and it's not just one color white and everything's white. It's got reds and it's got purples and it's got greens and it's got yellows. And it's, and it's all different. There's different ways that the flower looks. And God, that's the body of Christ. That's us. That's us. He doesn't want you to look like anyone else. He wants you to look the way that he's designed you to grow. So unity isn't looking all the same white flowers. That's not unity. We're to be conformed to the image of Christ. But he wants us all to look a little different. Amen? So we celebrate. We celebrate that people are different. So this seed here, so this has got everything, everything in the seed, the DNA of this seed has got everything that it needs to produce this. Everything, everything. It's not, if I plant this in the ground, it's not gonna grow into an apple tree. It's gonna do what it destined, what, what, what it was destined to do, it's gonna grow into. And it's the same with us. It's the same with us. We've got the DNA of heaven. So, if we just leave that seed there and we just wait for it to grow, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to grow by itself. It doesn't even matter if I pour water on it. it, it, it that, that just will go nowhere. And I really felt God impressing on my heart on the way here. You know, there's a... There's a slant that's come on the church. Well, I am the church, so I don't need to go to church anymore. And I really, I love God's house, man. I love all churches. I love his house. I'll never speak bad of his house. I love it. 
And he loves it. He died for it. He paid a precious price for his church. But yet there's so many Christians just going and doing their own thing and not being part of a local body and not being part of the body of Christ. And guess what? We need each other. We need each other to grow. We need each other. And so God doesn't want us to be off doing lone ranger things and here, there and everywhere. He wants us planted in the house of God. He wants us planted. It's so important because if we just stay like this seed, we've got everything that we need. We've got the Holy Spirit. We've got everything. But if we stay like that out on our own, it's never going to come to fruit. You're never going to see the promises of God that he's got on your life to fruition. You're not going to see it. It's going to depend on a few things for you to see this. So first of all, we need a place for that seed to go. It needs a place. It can't just be tossed on the ground somewhere. It's never going to grow. It needs a place. And so God's heart, he said, that those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. It's a promise of God. It's a promise of God. We can't just make our own place. He's designed the church. He said, don't forsake the assembly of the brethren. Why? Because we're all weak at times. Sometimes we just need our family to get around us and lift us up and help us. Sometimes there's someone else there that needs a, that needs a hand. You know, we are powerful in unity together, fighting for the kingdom of God. We are far more powerful together than off on our own. Far more far more. We can accomplish so much in this nation if we would fight together, arm in arm, side by side, like they did in Nehemiah. When they went to build God's wall, they just side by side, they each had their little thing to do and they weren't bickering and arguing, I want to hang the door. No, I want to do this. I want to do that. They just took their part and they just did it faithfully. And guess what? The wall got built so fast, so fast. And if we would do that, if we would link arm in arm, Shoulder to shoulder, sons and daughters of God, one heart, one vision to advance his kingdom. I'm telling you what, it is unstoppable. It is unstoppable, man. It will run through this nation like you have never seen before. And that's what it's about. It's not about lone rangers. We need a place, a place to be planted. You need space to grow. You need a space. So ask God, ask God, God, where do you want me to be planted? God, where, where is it for me that I'm going to grow the most, God? Where do you want me to be planted? And I'd encourage you, ask God, seek God, and get planted into a local church. Too many of God's kids are just scattered, and I'm just going to scattered everywhere, and they're never going to grow. They're never going to grow. I really felt God's heart, really. He loves his church. I love his church. I want to see people grow. I want to see them to be in the fullness of what God's designed them to be. Hallelujah. He's so good. He's so good. So the next thing we need is soil. So I forgot the soil. So let's just pretend there's soil in there. So it's not going to grow even if we've got a place and even if we've got a seed. It needs soil. So we pour that soil in. And what the soil is, it's the word of God. It's a word of God. We need to push that seed down deep into that soil. Otherwise, it's going to get dislodged. If we don't push it down deep, if we don't get God's word down into our hearts, 
deep into our hearts so that we're grounded in God, then that seed can easily just, just be dislodged and not come up and not, and not bear the fruit that God wanted it to bear. So God wants us in, in not just in a place and, and not just to plant that seed in a place, but he wants us to be discipled. He wants us to know the word of God for ourselves. He wants us to be strong in the things of heaven. So anyone can come into church and just come and go and not really be a part of it. And not really be in the soil and not really be, um, you know, grounded into it. Man, I just, I just want to implore people in this place. Don't be a fan of Jesus. Be a follower. Be a follower of God. I'm telling you, we've got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And only you know where you're at with God. Only you know. If you were to die tonight, where, where do you stand before God? Have you lived a life after God? Have you lived a life after Him? Have you loved Him with everything that you've got? Only you can answer that. But I want to stir you up and I want to stir up faith in the saints. Man, we can do this thing. We can do this thing. We can do this thing together. It's easy. It's easy for God when his kids work together. It's easy. Hallelujah. He's so good. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. So we've got the soil, and then we need a few more things. So we've got the soil, and and even if we've got the soil, so we, we're coming and we're you know we're getting discipled and we've got the word of God, but we need nutrients. We need you know this this stuff here, sea salt, the seaweed solution, complete garden health treatment. <laughs> okay, so to make this really strong, so your plant will grow with that, but. If you put those extra nutrients on that plant and you, you pour that out and that's intimacy with God, that's relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that's loving him with all your heart, that's putting him first, that's intercession, that's prayer, that's fasting, that's extra nutrients that you're going to put in to make that, that seed take root and it's going to be strong and it's going to be healthy. And it's not going to be knocked off its course, it's not going to be pulled out. Hallelujah. So just want to read about the seed. So Matthew 13, 18. So it needs a place and a space to grow. Matthew 13, 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receive it, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. But when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he's offended. So we've got to be really careful. That seed can be pulled out. We've got to make sure that we tend it, that we look after it. Matthew 13, 22, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. You know, the enemy's not even planning that one. That one's a really interesting one. I love that one because you're not actually in flat out sin there. 
It's just the distractions of this life that just come and just take you away a little bit, little bit further away from God, little bit further away from church, little a bit further away. And it eventually chokes what God is trying to do in your life. That's a subtle one. The enemy's very subtle. He comes very slowly. Very slowly, and before you even know it, even like a like an aeroplane, if they're even one degree off course, by the time you get to that destination, you're off over here. And it's a lot of a lot of a lot of people can get just get so distracted. It's so easy. Life is so busy, but we need to stay the course. We need to make sure that the deceitfulness of riches are not choking the word. We don't want to become unfruitful for God. We want to be fruitful. Matthew 13, 23, but he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hear the word, understand it, which also bear fruit and bring forth some hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. Hallelujah. So it needs soil to grow. So it needs light to grow. It needs the right conditions. (laughs) It's funny, sun, light. Yet the son of God is light. We need the son of God to shine on that plant. We need to be planted firmly in him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Like we read before, John 15, unless you abide in the vine, can do nothing. We honestly can't. We think we can do stuff without God, but we can't. He's so much smarter than us. Honestly, if we come before him every day and just say, God, how, what do you want to do in my day? How do you want to run this day, God? He'll, he'll show you and he'll, he'll teach you. Hallelujah. So we're going to water it with prayer and we're going to water it with discipleship and we're going to water, water that seed, intercession, fasting, relationship with God. And now here's the fun bit, right? So we've done everything. We've poured out everything that we need for that seed to grow. <laughs> now it requires patience. It requires patience. Faith requires patience. Waiting, 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 watering, pouring more nutrients in, and nothing's happening. And so many Christians get discouraged at that point. It's not working, and they give up their faith because they're like, no, no, I've tried God, and he hasn't worked. But there's something going on on the inside. There's some change that's happening. There's something that's growing under that soil that you, your natural eyes can't see. There is something, there is life springing into that. And so many people I've seen just walk away. No, God doesn't work. I've, I've tried it. God does work. I'm a living testimony that God's word, if you would nurture it and you would look after it and you would give space for it, it will grow. It will grow and it will flourish and it will be what God intended it to be. Man, I'm telling you, you know, for, for those that know me, but for me to be standing up here and not be full of fear and almost vomiting, it's because God delivered me from fear, crippling fear, anxiety, where I'd have full-on panic attacks. I couldn't even go into the shopping center without full-on like shaking and having to get out of there. It's God. It's God. If you would allow his word to go deep down into your heart, it'll bring change, a change, and it'll snap those chains of addiction, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It will snap those things off, and you'll get to go free. Come on. It's faith. Faith that moves the mountains. 
It's faith. Man, you, you can't see what this is going to become, but God can. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He has already seen the end of your life, and I tell you, it's good. It's good. Jeremiah 29, 11. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. So we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and, we're, and, and this is where the enemy comes in. It's never going to come up. And he's going to bring discouragement and he's going to say, oh, see, you know, God's not real. See, God didn't answer that prayer. And he's going to bring discouragement and he's going to try and cause you to just leave that seed. But if we'd be faithful during that time and we keep watering and we keep watering and we keep tending to that plant, keep tending to it. Don't just leave it. Even for a few days, don't just leave your relationship with God. Tend to your relationship with God daily, 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 hourly. Bring Him into everything. Bring Him into every decision. Bring Him into every thought. He's not just off over here sometimes. <laughs> and I've done this where we can compartmentalize God and, oh, I'm going to spend an hour of prayer, but I'm going to forget you the rest of the 20 hours of the day. Bring him into everything. Even when you look outside, and man, I love clouds. Clouds are amazing. And I look at them and I'm like, you're such an amazing creator. Just to take time, just to worship him and appreciate what he's made and just how beautiful he is. Just take the time. Take the time. Hallelujah. And so this is where a lot of people give up, you know, and they're like, no, this just isn't working. So what they do is then now they're going to they're gonna uproot that seed and go and put it somewhere else. But it is working. It's working. Jesus said those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. It's a promise of God. He can't lie. He doesn't lie. He promises that. You want to flourish, get planted in the house of God. Hallelujah. So we need to make sure that we, you know, tend to this. So then we start seeing the shoots coming up and like, wow, it's worked, look, you know, and, and, and there's a bit of excitement and we, we keep watering it, we keep tending it. You know, and I know in the time my son planted a, a sunflower and this is where God just started downloading the sermon to me about the, about the sower and um, and you know, it would start to come up and then there was really hot days and I had to rearrange my schedule to get up and, and, and water that. Otherwise, the, the sun's just going to get it. So whatever season you're in, you need to water it. You need to stay in with God, whether you're in a good season, whether you're in a hard season, whether it's dry, whether it, it doesn't matter what the conditions look like. Look after your relationship with God. Look after that relationship with Him. Abide in Him. Live in him, dwell in him. That's what Christianity is, amen? Hallelujah. So we need to be really patient. We need to be patient to watch that come up. So when those start coming up, then we've got another thing to do. Hallelujah. And it's going to require pulling our sleeves up and doing some hard work. If there's any gardeners in the house, you know, it takes work to look after a garden. It doesn't just, you plant the seed and it grows all beautiful and wonderful and you never have to touch it. Maybe in heaven, but not here, unfortunately. So it's going to require some hard work. It's going to require some digging. It's going to require weeding out those things that aren't of God in our lives. It's going to require a soft heart of conviction of when the Holy Spirit comes and he says, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. 
You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be thinking that. We need to weed those things out. Get those things out early before they take root. I tell you, with weeds, they will plant themselves right near your plant to draw away every nutrient that that plant has. And they'll grow three times faster. Get them out early. I don't know if anyone's weeded the garden, but if you let a weed go and then you try and get it out, man, it's harder. You've got to dig that thing right to the thing and pull the thing out. It's so much easier. As soon as stuff springs up that's not a God, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Pull it out. Be a faithful gardener over your own heart and your own salvation. So important. Don't let it take root. Don't let offense take root. Don't let bitterness take root. Don't let anger take root. Rip the thing out. It will consume that plant. It'll take it over. So we've got to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Hebrews 11:6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Man what an amazing promise he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him Matthew 21:22 and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing ye shall receive Man, we've got to ask bigger. Ephesians 3.20 says he's exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or all we think. And faith, I tell you, faith, you would not think that you would get that out of that tiny little seed. Man, God has planted greatness in you. He's planted something that is so much bigger than that little seed. Those corn plants, fields of corn plants, he's planted something in you. And this is everyone. Don't think that you're not included. It's not just about ministers and leaders. It's not about that. It's about every single born-again Christian has a job to do in the kingdom of heaven. Every single person. He's calling every single person. Every single person in this building is called to do something for God. Something great. Something bigger than yourself. You know, but God's given us that seed and he's given us everything that we need. But if I just drop that seed, it's never going to grow. It's up to us. It's up to us to tend it. It's up to us to look after it. It's taking ownership of it and treating it as precious. He is the most precious thing. Don't neglect the gift of salvation. Don't neglect it. Don't treat it as unimportant and just shove it to the side. It's not. It's not a side note. It's everything. Paid such a high price for us to be saved. Bled on the cross for us to be saved. Don't treat it lightly. Honor it. Thank God for it. Tend it. Such a gift. He is the treasure. He can pray for all sorts of things, man, but I'm telling you, he is worth more than anything. He is the treasure. He is the prize. It's not a bigger house. It's not more. It's it's none of that stuff. It's him. It's him. Man, I just want to stir you up. 
just want to stir you up. He's exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or even think. You don't even need to do anything. You just say it and he does it. Far out. We can just speak here and see nations changed and we can see salvation come to nations that are so highly persecuted just by us opening our mouth, just by us aligning our hearts with heaven and saying, Jesus, Lord, I pray for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, Lord Father God. I pray, Heavenly Father, every blind eye would be open, Lord God. Every person would see, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. And we can speak that over nations. And we can see the whole nation come to God. Why not? He said, ask anything exceedingly, abundantly above all we ask or think. Come on, faith. It's faith that moves mountains. It's faith. Man, I want to share a, a story. Um, Judy Betts, his um, ex-husband, and he, he was lying, die, dying in hospital. Di- dying, like on, on death's door, liver shutting down, all these tumors are not, not looking good, not looking good at all. In fact, in the natural, you, you're starting to prepare, you know, f- funeral and, and all that sort of stuff. But faith in God, faith that knows that God is the resurrection, that he can do something, that he is more than able. It's that faith. And so we started to pray for this man and we, we started praying, and we started to believe and we're like, no, this isn't the end. God, this isn't your intended end for this man. God, you've got greatness in this man. And we started to pray and we started to believe and Judy and, and a couple of guys went in and started laying hands on him. And guess what? All the tumors are gone. His liver is nearly back to normal. Come on, it's faith. It's faith that moves mountains. It's faith. If we would only believe, we will see the glory of God. We will see the glory of God. Another one, a little baby, 28 minutes to resuscitate this baby. 28 minutes. We just get in and just start praying. We're not even there. Just start praying. We get this call to pray. And guess what? The baby comes back alive again off life support. I mean, come on. It's faith. It's faith. It's faith. We all have it. We all have it. Every single person, even if you've been born again for one minute, it doesn't matter. Lay hands on the sick and you shall see them recover. Believe it. Believe it. Man, we are seeing more miracles than we've ever, ever, ever seen. Just believe. Believe him at his word. It's his great pleasure to heal. All the time, every time. You don't have to wait for his timing. In fact, his timing was when he was whipped at the cross. 2,000 years ago, he's already paid for it. He's not going to keep you sick to teach you a lesson. That's child abuse. If I was to do that to my children, I'd be locked up. That's not God. And I know I'm speaking to someone here prophetically. That's not God. Heavenly Father's a good dad. He would never put sickness on you. He would never put sickness on you. It is the devil that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. Sickness is a form of death, and Jesus paid the price for it. So if that's you, I know that's prophetic. I want you to come forward after, because God's going to heal you. Hallelujah. He's a good God. 
He's a good God. Praise you, Jesus. So anyway, we're weeding out all the lies of the enemy. And then we see the fruit come up. And it can be really tempting at that point to start picking at that fruit. And, oh, wow, look at that. And start start eating that fruit. And it's like really bitter. It's like, oh, it's, it's not ready yet. You know, and we can be tempted to, oh, wow, the fruit's come up now. Cool. Let's move it. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to the plant if we keep moving it? It's got to come to its fullness. God's got a plan, and, 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 and it includes longevity. I know in my walk with God, it hasn't, hasn't just been where well, everything just changes all at once. Not at all. It's been glory to glory and strength to strength. And it's been for the long haul. If you would commit to God for the long haul, if you would cut that covenant with Him and say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in. Every day of my life, Jesus, I'm all in. I tell you, you will see the glory of God on your life. You can't not. I've never seen anyone that's come to God and given him everything. I've never seen God fail them. Never, not once, not a chance. But it's for the long haul. Don't expect it just to happen overnight. The enemy had us for a long time. He had me for a long time. Takes God a little while to unpick some stuff. But stay the course. Don't leave the course. Even when you see fruit coming up, don't be tempted just to, oh, wow, cool, let's just uproot that and put that there now. There's a timing in God for that harvest to come. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And then we get the joy of the harvest. Sweet joy of the harvest, all your hard work, all your diligence, all your prayers, all the intercession, all those things that you've poured out, it says we'll reap what we've sown. If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap corruption, but if we sow to the Spirit, we reap eternal life. We've been sowing in the Spirit and sowing in the Spirit and sowing in the Spirit. No farmer, I'm telling you, will put those seeds in those ground, not expecting a harvest. He expects a harvest. When you put that seed in the ground, expect a harvest. Expect it. They're not going to plant it. Oh, well, oh, we'll just see if it, you know, comes up or not. No, 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 no. No, they've already prepared in advance for that harvest. They've already got their workers in. They've already got it. They already know it's coming. And we've got to be the same as Christians. We've already got to know, I plant that seed and I'm sowing faithfully. Then God, you're going to bring an abundant harvest. You're going to bring an abundant harvest. And at harvest time, you know, you see, like, you know, even apples used to live near an apple orchard and, and just the abundance of apples everywhere, you know, and it's to share. God blesses us to be a blessing. He wants us to share that harvest and to just to, so, so everyone can partake of that. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of joy. But so many people give up before that harvest time. So many people give up at that little fruit. Oh, well, you know, I'm not like that guy. And, you know, and the enemy comes and just a discouragement. But God wants you to be encouraged. He said that he started a good work in you and he'll finish it. He started a good work and he'll finish it. He'll take you from this tiny little seed to the full fruit of what you were meant to be, what you were destined to be. God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Jeremiah called him to be a prophet to the nations. He knows you. He 
knows what you're called to do and all he needs is us to just put our hand up and just go, you know what, God, I'm, I'm not going to be impatient anymore. I know that, you know, sometimes a call in our life will take years and 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 years. But it's okay, God's got it and he's doing something great that everyone can partake of. He's doing a work in your life that everyone can see, that everyone can be blessed by. Man, I just encourage you, just hold on. Hold on if you're feeling discouraged in this place. Hold on because harvest is coming. Hallelujah. If I can just get um, the band up, that'd be awesome. So Such beautiful worship, Joshy. Hallelujah. So first of all, so just want to recap. So we need a place for faith, a place to be planted so you can flourish. So God wants people planted in his church. He wants people to flourish. That's God's heart for us. He wants us to be in good soil. So we need good nutrients and conditions. So we need that relationship with God. First and foremost, we need that relationship with God. Intimate, one-on-one. You know, and if you don't know how to approach God, I can hear thoughts. If you don't know how to approach God, God's just like sitting down and and having a coffee with your best friend. And you just talk to him and you just share your heart. He's He's such a touchable God. He's so available. He's just like you'd have a conversation with anyone. He's our friend. He's not someone that we have to go and beg and grovel to and and try and, you know, get his acceptance. You you already have it. He loves you. He said, Father said, as much as he loves Jesus, he loves us. As much as the Father loved Jesus, he loves us. Wow. God's not a mean God. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's full of mercy. He's full of grace. He loves us. Despite our imperfections, He loves us. He loves you. He wants you to know that. And you can say, yeah, but this and this and this, and I've done this and I've done this. It doesn't matter. Just come back to Him today and just say, Jesus, just surrender afresh to your God. Hallelujah. So I just want every eye closed in this house. I just want to give people opportunity to know Jesus. It's the whole reason we're still here. It's to invite others into this amazing, beautiful kingdom of heaven. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour in this place, you don't know Him as your friend and you haven't come to Him and asked Him to forgive you of all your sin. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us. There's not one in this place that's worthy. So you're in good company. Hallelujah. Then I just want you to raise your hand. He's so merciful. So merciful. There's mercy at the foot of the cross for you. His love at the foot of the cross for you. Hallelujah. It's between you and God. Take courage. This might be the last time that you hear this message. Take courage. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
then I just want you to raise your hand as well. If, if you know you've been distracted by the things of this world and you've just sort of wandered off from God, if you just really want to come back to Him and you want to commit your whole life to Him and just have that consistency and that commitment to Him once again. Hallelujah. I see those hands. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's so good. And the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter how far you've wandered away. <laughs> the prodigal son, it said he saw him coming from afar off. He didn't even hear whether he was sorry or not. He didn't see anything. He just saw his son and he came running to his son. Son, you're home. He's weeping and he's kissing him and he gets his, his best gown and kills the, the fatter calf. He's just happy that you're home. You just come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Come as you are. He loves you. He's been waiting for you day after day, week after week, year after year. He's been waiting for you. It's no accident that you're sitting in this building. It's no accident that you're hearing this message. He set you up to hear it because He loves you. He never gives up on us. Ever. Never gives up on us. Never. Never. He'll keep trying to reach you and 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 reach you. Wherever you go, there'll be a message of God. That's what He did to me. pursued me relentlessly. Relentlessly. Hallelujah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to Invite people up to come and just bear your heart. Just going to open up this altar just to bear your heart before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And just if you need to make things right in your life with Him, then just come. It's between you and God. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. He needs everyone on board. He needs everyone on deck. He needs His body of Christ. He needs you. He needs you. You need Him. You can't do it without Him. So I just want you to come forward. We're going to invite Tia and her um, prayer ministry team to come forward. Even if you need healing in this place, consider it done. Jesus already paid for it. It's already done. It doesn't matter how long you've had that sickness come forward. Jesus is more than able. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.